From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Right, it's my job to do that, to make it work, make it stronger, make it faster, make it harder. I'm going to make it harder, harder for you to listen to Fan Man because I'm not going to introduce Fan Man on today's Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. <laughs> I just Fan wanted to play with our listeners a little bit. I got I to gotta welcome Fan Man Are to the there? show. Like Fan Man, how you doing there? How you doing there? Good? You're talking to yourself? Don't do that, Fan Man. We're going to talk to each other and then we're going to let, let some people talk Rayman. to us as well. And they can do that if they want to call in. Eight By the way, six. if we're still in the area, you're listening to Voice America Sports with the Fan Man. Apparently, well, Ray must have. Uh, he's still. He's still watching the Cleveland game from last night with those new numbers on their helmets. Well, wait. You you can't hear me, can't you? Oh, I can. Can I? I, I can hear you. No, I can't hear you. Well, you cannot. Oh, I, I can now. Were you there? <laughs> I was. I was all excited about those numbers on the Cleveland Browns helmets. Oh well, you know what? That was. Uh, that was a throw. That's the first time I've seen. A team, if you look at it, you see throwback helmets, but you don't see throwback uniforms. I mean, that was that was quite strange last night. For that it to was be, strange. You know, throwback uniforms, but the only thing that really was a throwback was the helmets. The you helmets, know? yeah. So what's what, what's new there, Ray? Well, I'm gonna tell you a lot of things is new. You know, There's in the world of football, but I'm gonna t- let's talk a little bit about college football. You know, college football. Somebody has to understand that that Nick Saban is the person that has it right. And, and Nick Saban said this a few weeks ago. He asked him, okay, you reporters who are asking me all these questions, please tell me after three games of last year who was the number one team. You know, who was the number one team after five games of last year? You know, who cares? Who knows? Who cares? Who it's knows? How, it's, exactly it's, how, right. it's, it's how you finish. It's not where you're at during the season. Right. And college football is, you know, they say that in the NFL, you know, it's why we play the game. Because you never know, but college football has been so exciting, and I think sports period has been exciting. This summer we had the Olympics; it was exciting. You know, we came into the football season. You know, college football and pro football, and it's been so exciting. In a time where things are so dismal, in the you know here in the economy, you know, it's good to have something that's exciting to give people something to look for each and well, every you know weekend. Right? It takes their mind off of all their problems. You know, whatever the problems may be, at least you can watch a good game and you know. Uh, like the Atlanta Chicago game on Sunday, man, I, was I completely so, forgot about everything. I was so into the game; it was so good. There were so many games like that. I mean, it's like you know, I've many heard many times heard people say that about the game of golf. You know, one thing about golf is you, it takes your mind off of it because you really have to be totally focused on that ball. Well, I've tried that and I still can't hit that damn ball. I can't but hit anyway, that ball either. <laughs> but I'm anyway, that, that's that what. Ball. That's what football <laughs> did for us. Because I look like an idiot. Oh well, football football didn't make you look like an idiot this weekend if you were watching it because there was reasons to be watching the games because they were so interesting. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, five games came right down to the wire, and we always say this as athletes is that the game is going to come down to the wire. It's it's going to come down to a special teams play. Just and like the Cardinals in Dallas. Like yeah, and many times, yeah, many times, special teams are overlooked. But I am telling you, you know, the Atlanta game came down to a special teams play. You know, the if, if you want to talk about the Cardinals game, as, as you just mentioned, of course that came down to a special teams play. I mean, they all do because it's about positioning, whether it's the punt or if it's the kickoff. 
field position is so important in today's game because of the fact that, hey, if you if you keep playing that game of chess going back and forth sooner or later, wherever that ball is at on the field, it's going to make the difference in somebody being able to kick a field goal or if they're going to go for a touchdown. Well, you know, one thing I want to say about team play, good old Adam Jones, good old Pac-Man is gone for four games. That's, that's what we call team play. Well, you, now, now you, you jumped off into something else there. Well, I'm just talking and, about team play. Yeah, well, we talk about special teams. Oh, play. special teams. And, and I, guess, special. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, Adam Jones is special. You know, he's special hey, in the sense that he yeah, do, he doesn't get it. He, he, he doesn't get it. You know, and it, it it happens once you're under the radar, and all the attention is focused on yourself, and you you brought that attention to yourself. You got to be responsible for it. You know, and you got to be responsible for your actions. And and this young man has been given a second and a third chance. He's just suspended what for 4 weeks? He could be out of the game period. Period. Yeah, they're they're pretty upset with him and you know, the Cowboys owner, you know, good old Jerry Jones said uh, quote, and I quote this, I regret regret this issue has been has brought negative attention to the Cowboys and the NFL. Well, I'm going to tell you this. This is my opinion. This is my opinion about the Dallas Cowboys right now. Now, remember, they're not a bad football team. They're 4-2. And, 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 and the two games that they lost, they didn't lose against bad teams. The Arizona Cardinals, and I'll go into that later, they're not a bad <laughs> yeah, football team. Like In fact, they're a very good football team. And then they lost it to the Washington Redskins, too. But well, let me just say this Cowboys about Jerry. Right they, 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 they have Tony, the Tony Romo's out with, the, with, his, uh, with his little pinky broken. And then you have the uh, kicker who's out. Exactly. Okay, and now you have Pac-Man out. Well, the, the fact of the matter is that's the reason why you have a roster and you carry additional players. It, it, that, is and, that and, the reason? Know, there's a couple reasons why you do that. You know, and for these, yeah, you got backup players. Somebody's got, now they probably have to bring a kicker in. They'll bring a punter in. But certainly they got a backup corner who's going to ste- step in for a Pac-Man. We already know that Brad Johnson's going to step in for Tony Romo. That's right. But, but here's the thing about it. If you remember a couple weeks ago, fam, and it was a game, a Monday night game, of which the Cowboys won, and I think they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they beat, okay? they, they beat the Eagles. If you remember Eagles. after that game, you know, you had uh, Emmitt Smith and you had Steve Young that they drilled. And I was against this. They drilled T.O. in order for him to give an answer. Who is your leader? Who is the guy who steps up when things are going wrong in the huddle and steps up and says, okay, God, you know, who is that person? Is there one person to do that? And I was against that because for me, you know, the way I play ball and the way I think ball should be is that you do have captains on your team. Okay, if the, ca- the captain should facilitate that role, but then also it doesn't have to be a person to step up and say anything because the more I see T.O., whenever he's ticked off, and he's trying to motivate his team. I think he does just the opposite of it. I think there's many times that people look at it as, okay, there's some more attention grabbing he's, 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 he's displaying right there. Because the attention is on him. The camera's on him. And they're going to show that. And many times those guys, I think, rather than take that in a positive way, you know, it turns them off. But I will say this, that I think a football player should lead always by his examples and the way he plays and not by what he says. Don't forget what I say. See how I play. And I think T.O. plays well, and he, he does demonstrate leadership in his play. What do you mm-hmm. think about that? you think a guy should be a rah-rah guy? Well, yeah, I think they need a rah-rah guy. <clears throat> I really do. I think they need, if the team is uh, down two points and they, gotta get, they have to go 60, 70 yards, and they only have uh, two minutes or a minute and a half on the clock, somebody has to step up and say, come on, let's go, dudes. We've got to get this done. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit. For sixty, you know, fifty, you know, let's say fifty-eight minutes, we got to win this. We we can't. And I think that To brings that example. But then they always show To. They're always focusing, like you just said, focusing on him. The TV, they always pan to him. It's always about To. And uh, I think you're right. To's uh, start. You know, he starts to to open his mouth, and uh, you know. He gets things done. I, well, there are two, there's two I, I, games that I want to talk about because I think there was... The captain, of, the captain on the offense and the captain on the defense should be doing that. Well, T.O. Oh, is, oh, is the captain. He is the captain. If you recall, at the end of the oh, game, he did call the to- coin toss. He called it. He called heads, and they won, and they got I'm the sorry, ball. I'm sorry, But let me just say this also. But I do believe that if you would see the play of which... Uh, you know, Barber went down on the short pass and turned into a 70-yard touchdown. I think what T.O. did spoke volumes above what he tried to yell to his teammates in terms of motivating. I think him being a a blocker on a short pass and and actually springing, you know, Barber, you know, further down the field to the point where he could continue on running the ball and score – I think that did a lot more than it did when T.O. was on the sidelines screaming at the offensive lineman, of which, you know, if I'm not mistaken, was much bigger than he was. Right. And at some point in time, you there. just I, don't. I, I agree with you there. You, you just don't. I mean, come on. If you, there's a couple of different ways in which somebody can motivate people. And there are very few people in this world that you would agree that screaming and yelling at me is going to motivate me. Now, for some reason or another, coaches do that as well. Tony Dungy is not that type of coach. But coaches do that. Do you? Do, would you yeah, prefer? Yeah, you see a lot of coaches screaming and yelling. I think it's intimidating to the player because it, it puts more pressure on the player when they should just pat him on the uh, butt and say, "Hey, okay, next time you go out, let's get it done." You know, then done. Well, you then know, I'm what? scream and yell. And and you know, there are some guys who are motivated by those coaches that do that. I mean, I've been a part of programs. You know, I'm going to date myself now, but Woody Hayes, you know, I've been a part You're of really program. You're really dating yourself. I'm, okay, Earl Bruce, you know, I've been a part of Dick Vermeil. I've been a part of Marty Schottenheimer. Well, Dick you know, Vermeil was a screamer. Nick Saban, Pete Carroll. Now, let me say this about Nick Saban and Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban, Nick Saban is a screamer and a yeller, yes. Pete Carroll talks in a loud voice to motivate you. I think, I think Nick Saban... Nick kind of, when it pierces your heart, it's almost like it tears you down. Pete Carroll, he can scream at you at the same, you know, tone and pitch and volume that Nick says it, but you think that Pete is really trying to motivate you. Nick, it's almost like there's a threat with Nick. You yeah, feel right. threatened by Nick. I agree with you, and I don't like being treated like that uh, myself. If somebody's screaming and yelling at me, I'd rather be told in a, in a loud voice, but not screamed and yelled at because it doesn't do any good. People get upset. And it's just not it's just not good. But now for the fans, it's great because the fans enjoy that kind of thing. But for the actual player, I mean, if I was a player, I'd be intimidated by that. Well, I, I could say, uh, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys. But one thing I, I will say is, you know, I was thoroughly impressed with the Arizona Cardinals. They they are starting to play well, like know, a team you know I've been I telling you about. about that, Ray. Wait, wait, wait. I agree with you. Finally, finally, this team. This team, and I've been, you know, against the Pigeons for 20 years. Um, I oh, I yeah. saw a really good football game. I finally saw the Cardinals come up to the NFL standard of play. Hallelujah. 
That's like that commercial. I can't believe you agree with me. No, I did. You know, it took me a long time, but they finally turned. And I think you were right with Wisenhunt. He came in, he's motivating the team. He's going to do what the team needs to do to win games and keep the Bidwells out of it, keep the ownership out of it, and give the fans of Phoenix and the state of Arizona and Cardinal fans all over the country something to cheer about because they haven't had a lot to cheer about in 20 years. It's been it's been really, really bad for them. And, you know, finally, they, 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 they stepped up the game. And I think uh, even the TV announcers and the TV commentators we're all saying the same thing. I mean, they finally beat Dallas. They beat them, and, and they beat them right to the last minute. And they finally got the luck that they needed after all these, all these years of bad luck. They finally got it. Now, since they're over that hump, they got a bye week next week, and they're going to get healthy. And I think that they're going to really, really move up. And I think, uh, and I'll say this, I think they're going to be in the playoffs. Okay, fan man. You know we got music. You know when we got music. You know what we got to do. We got music. We got to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. We're in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yeah we're back you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world and fan man before we left i can't believe you agreed with me but you agreed that you think that this is now the arizona cardinals we're speaking about is a playoff team. And let me just say this to you. I believe the last year they had the potential of being a playoff team. They lost a number of games by a marginal amount of points. You know, many times it was by field goal. But it's just the maturity of this team. But let me say this to you. The most valuable player on this football team, 
and I wanted to go on record of saying this, it is not the quarterback. It is not Kurt Warner. It's not the most valuable player of this football team. The most valuable player of this football team is Adrian Wilson. When that man is on the football field, he doesn't necessarily have to make the plays. Just his mere presence on the football field changes this entire football team. I, I would totally agree with you, and Adrian Wilson is a very, very, very good football player. And I was just really impressed with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I'm not even going to call them the Tweety Birds or the Pigeons anymore. They have changed my, my feelings about them. And I think that the fans in Phoenix and, and the fans around the country for the Cardinals are finally starting to see a, a, a team that can now win games instead of lose them. And I think Wisenhunt, has a, the coach, has a lot to do with this and the players. And, and, and you know what the other thing is? They've kept the players together for two years. And and that, that is so important of keeping the team together instead of switching in and out, switching offensive coordinators, switching the players, switching the O-line. They finally, they're finally getting their act together. They're finally making things happen for themselves. And it's about time. And I, I thought that game showed uh, the proof that uh, this team has, uh, is, is to be reckoned with. And I think they're going to give a lot, of, uh, a lot of teams a lot of problems in, in the upcoming weeks. No, they, they are a very, very good football team. And on the defensive side of the ball, they, they're just playing really good football. Now, I know they're giving up some points. That, yeah, that's, they are. You know, they're giving up some points. But I, I think this is a team that's playing with confidence, and they're playing with emotion. This yeah, but, is gee, a, they never had that before. They never had the confidence, and they never had the emotion because of all the um, uh, back, back end, back door stuff that's been going on. And yeah, and I think finally, I think this team – Wisenhunt has brought that Pittsburgh philosophy into Arizona. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's, it, it's, again, it's a culture of which he has implemented within this, this team environment. And it's like this is this, it's his football team. I even liked when you saw some highlights on NFL Channel. You know, at the end of the game, you know, he got the team together in the locker room. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he was trying was to, great. you know, say something. And then somebody's like, hey, hold up, hold up. You know, coach is speaking. And they all, you know, were quiet and they listened to what he had to say. And I, and I can just tell you this, you know. You, you don't want it's, – it's like us against them. It's not a, a divide between management and coaches. But the fact of the matter is very few times, you know, with the exception of what happened again this year to Matt McMillan, are the GMs going to be fired, you know, during the season? If somebody's going to be fired, it's going to be like what happened to the guy out in St. Louis, the coach. The coach or a, or a player is going to be cut. So it almost – it's like it is us – against them, but, well, you know but we are the ones Louis that have to make it happen. Was, he, he was a big mouth bastard who yelled at everybody and screamed at everybody, and everybody hated him. And the team didn't want to win. The team didn't care. I mean, St. Louis Rams, I thought, were going to do quite well this year. And I think with uh, Jim Haslett coming in and taking over, they got their first win. And I, I, you're going to see a big change with them, too. It's that, it was that coach. And I think in, with the Cardinals, it's the same thing. That coach came in with a winning attitude. I'm taking over the team, like you just said. I'm going to make this team a winner, and that's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah, you have to have – your, your guys have to buy into and your you know, system. You know what else? One, 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 one more thing, right? I can't believe that the NFL, CBS, Fox, and the rest of them – and I'm sorry, Fox, they were going crazy on the Cardinals. They were even doing it last night on Monday Night Football, showing the highlights. I, you never see the highlights of the Cardinals. Nobody cares. Well, this is a, it's, it's a, it's a very good football team, and I, I, I'm going to express it. Not only do they have the skill position players, but also I, I think their defensive line – you know, when they put eight in the box, you know, and bring those linebackers up there, they have strong, fast, physical linebackers. And, and then when Adrian Wilson, at, you know, gets up there to, to make that eighth person in the box, 
man, they are as big and as strong and as fast as anybody. And exactly. the Cowboys. I, I know. You know, you know, one thing, that r- some of the rumors I've been hearing is they, they and this is a rumor now, that uh, good old Hollywood Matt might be traded to um, to the Browns for Brady Quinn. That's they, There's been some uh, muckety-muck about that. Well, you know, I, you know what? I would, I would do this if I was the Arizona Cardinals. Because my team is starting to win, they're starting to play together, they're starting to jail. I don't want to disrupt the chemistry in the locker room, but there's somebody in that department that has something to do with PR and marketing. And those teams that keep their name out there, they're always in the media, I believe those franchises are worth a little bit more money. It doesn't hurt if they're winning as well. And this team is winning. I mean, Phoenix is hot. The team is hot. The city is hot. You know the what town I thought was really hot, hot too last night? Cleveland. I, 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 Cleveland was absolutely amazing in that game against the Giants. They beat the Super Bowl champions, and I think that Cleveland's going to do something now. Well, let me. They, uh, got, uh, they, they, they have that now motivation to say we are a good football team. Well, that's a segue that I'm glad you took me Thank right you. into that to talk about the Cleveland Browns because, again, I, I feel I almost feel like Hodge, you know, uh, when he was on his show the other day, and it might have been yesterday, he said that something strange was happening, that all the teams that he played for, you know, they won. And, and I'm starting to feel like that, you know. Uh, the Eagles won, the Browns won, the Ohio State University won. I'm starting to feel pretty something's happening here. But what is USC me, and Arizona State? Look at that! Look at that disaster. Well, you know, USC yeah, definitely going to go. Yeah, USC is a, a good football That's team. But let me talk about the Browns because you bought the you bought the Browns up. You know, the Browns again. They were a team that there were a few players that were missing. The Browns preseason. Uh, expectations for the Browns, I'm not going to say they were as high as the Dallas Cowboys, but they certainly were a potential playoff team of which not only did the Browns themselves feel good about their team, but obviously the people, you know, in the television networks were feeling good about them because the Browns are going to be on national TV maybe six or seven times this season. So that is a lot for a team to be out there. But the Browns, is a, it's an old organization. They got deep roots within the National Football League as a whole. They have very deep roots their fans, too. Yeah, and they, have a, they have a huge following across the country. But last night, they deserved everything they got. They played football. They actually took it to the New York Giants. And it was a home game, and the crowd was in the game last night. Oh, yeah. I was rooting for the, uh, for the Browns. I, you know, just the way they came out and started playing the game, it was like, hey, this is going to be great. And, they, and it was. It was a great game. Now, that, now for, for some reason or another, you know, it was almost like Eli became, again, the old Eli that we've seen before, a deer in headlights, because he didn't seem like himself last night. I didn't see that confidence in him last night that I'm going to bring this team back. He, he just yeah, didn't yeah, have his no, armor yeah, on last night. Face, and plus, he was missing the routes. He kept on missing the routes. Yeah, he, know, what, what is he doing? I mean, he, maybe he just had an off day. They just The whole team had an off, uh, and, off and, evening. But I, I, not the score, I think, was it 34 to 14 or something? I it mean, was, that's pretty bad. Yeah, they, they got beat by about they, 21 they beat points. But, and, but, again, it, it's, it's one game. In the National Football League, one game, uh, yeah, it's a lot, but it was just one game. It was not a yeah, conference. It wasn't a division game. It changes the whole tune of everything, that one game. Yeah, that one game changed the whole tune you know for the, the Browns, Atlanta not for the Chicago. Remember, everybody was putting down Atlanta. The Atlanta wasn't going to do anything. The no, I didn't say them. that. The Falcons were in the grave, man. They were just putting the dirt on top of it. Look at them now. Well, let me say this. I did not say that because I remember going back to the draft, and I was a little bit concerned about the fact that, well, I, it was something of interest to me, a point of interest, and that was 
you know, Matt Ryan. And the reason why he was a point of interest to me is because he's a Pennsylvania kid. And he's a Pennsylvania kid. Okay, he was at Boston College. You know, you guys there on the East Coast, I'm speaking now, you guys meaning the Philadelphia Eagles, you had to have him on your radar. You know, why did you have to use such a high-round draft pick, you know, to go out and pick a quarterback a year early when you could have waited a year later and you could have got Matt Ryan, you know? And look at this kid right now. I talked about him in preseason. He looks like a very mature quarterback. And uh, let me say, that kid played – you know, like he's a Pro Bowl. He probably will yeah, be a Pro Bowl he's quarterback. He's out there. He's ha- he's like almost like a Donovan McNabb. He's out there having fun, and he's and they're winning. Now they're, speaking they're all, of, they're all, they're all gathering around him. He's yeah. he's the source of the the motivation to win. And I did see him. Now he was he was verbal. What his his emotion? He was very animated on the sideline. He acted like an experienced leader right. that was on the sideline, and mm-hmm. he was motivating his team. That he didn't want to let his team out. But but again, there was something about again. It's how you say what you say. And I felt as if it wasn't brash. It was it was welcomed emotion from him that his teammates were accepting as opposed to the stuff that T.O. does. But let me just say this about Atlanta. I think that's a very good football team. I don't think there's anything, no flukes about what they've done. I think that's a very good football team that operates under the radar. And their coach, their head coach, Mike Smith, is a very intelligent football man. His football IQ is extremely high. Is it higher and, than yours? And, 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 oh, well, yeah, he's a head coach, and I'm just your co-host, you and I here. Well, you know what? Michael Vick won't be coming back there. Well, no, I don't think Michael Vick will be coming back there. You know, I, I, I'm, I I'm going to say Vick's this. I don't think Michael Vick's coming back to the NFL, period. Well, I don't know, because, listen, this is America. We, you know, we, 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 could, we could forgive, you know, anybody, and we should. Nah, so I, I don't, don't know if he's going to. You know, it's like O.J., you know. They don't. They don't no, like, no. OJ, wait. OJ killing people. Michael Vick killing dogs. I don't think that's the same thing. Well, people love their dogs sometimes more than human beings. So, uh, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, you know. Know, sometimes people are. Anyway, yeah. So, very interesting in the league. Uh, Detroit is a disaster. Oakland. Now wait, wait, Oakland. wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh, wait. Time out. Now, why do you want to say Detroit's a disaster? They've only lost what five, six, six games. Why does that is make that them all? a disaster? Five or six games. Does that make them a disaster? Yeah. I mean, why? I we mean, only played, we only played six games, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but look at the Miami Dolphins last year. You know, they they didn't really become a disaster till they lost like ten games. You know, right. or till they get lost like twelve games. Because then we start thinking, are they going to win a game? You know, we we got one team who's possibly going, you know, undefeated for the entire season and possibly winning the you know the Super Bowl. Then you got another team that may not win a game. And, we, and what team is that? Are you talking about Tennessee? That was last year. That was last year. Oh, I'm saying you know year. the oh, Miami sorry. Dolphins last year you know possibly could have gone 0 and 16, and then you had the New England Patriots who could have gone you know 16 and 0 and won the Super Bowl. But you know uh, this year I don't think the Detroit Lions obviously are going to go 0 and 16. I think they're going to win a game. They're, they're not a bad football team. They're not a good football team at all. But you know they're not. A disaster because football, any given Sunday, fam, and it could happen. It, it could happen for them this week. Who, they, who? As a matter of fact, it could happen this week. They got Houston. They could possibly win this week. Well, Houston, Houston uh, beat Miami 29-28. Yeah, but be. they beat Miami. You, you could be right. Right. They beat they beat Miami, and which you know, hey, Miami is a different team than they were last year. You know, they had looks a couple exciting games early in the season, but you know, they got a chance. If, if anybody has a chance this week to win. I think it's Detroit definitely has a chance uh, to win. And we'll see what happens. Who we'll knows? find I, out. But, it, but it, it certainly keeps football interesting. You, you never know any given Sunday. Like I bet you most people here in Arizona just didn't think the Cardinals 
we're going to beat the Cowboys. But well, it happened. A lot, them, uh, a lot of the Cardinals fans went in, uh, went in there, or a lot of fans in Arizona most likely said, no, there's no way they're going to beat them, and they did. So that's my hats off to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Hey, and a lot I, of people. I can't believe I said that, but I did. Yeah, but hey, there, there's, a, there's some other games that of which I'm sure a lot of people went into and, and didn't think it was going to turn out the way it, it turned out. Like but, which one? you know. Well, uh, okay, as a matter of fact, uh, I'll tell you a good one. Did you think that San Diego was going to kill New England the way they did? Uh, beat them? Yeah, yeah, beat them, but not kill them. I mean, it was 30 just, to 10. They killed oh, them. Oh, gosh. Okay, we got music. We got to take a break. We're having a good time here. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. And Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Again, we'll be right back after these messages. Yes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Take the bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Jack, he'll get you right back to your head. JackLaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cheer. All right, we're back. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. And uh, Fan Man, we're just here having a whole lot of fun. For those of you who might want to give us a call, you can give us a call at 866-472-5788. Again, that number is 866-472-5788. Hey, Fan Man, let me, let me, because we focus a lot on Arizona Cardinals, let me just, let me just go back and say that for well, the Arizona Cardinals, I think that this game will go down as being their defining moment. I, I'm, I'm sure many people remember, you know, Denny and what is his 
defining moment or his breakdown moment with the Arizona Cardinals, and that's fat what Danny, he will yeah, be. <laughs> that's what he will be ever, forever remembered for. But I think this was a defining moment for Wisenhunt and the Arizona Cardinals with winning and beating Dallas. But not only that, after the game, he almost like he took a lap around the field, maybe not a complete lap, but certainly he went up to the stands and was high-fiving some of the fans. Now, I think he probably maybe embraced them in that moment, but do you think that's a little premature for a head coach for his team to be 4-2, and two, only played six games of the season, half the season not even over, to get that excited about one win? Do you, do you, what do you think that says uh, about you know, him? I think, I think it's really good that he did that with the fans because the fans have been <clears throat> suffering for so long in Phoenix, and I used to be one of them. And I, you know, I, if I would have been at that game and I saw him running around like that, um, you know, I thought, I thought that would have been, uh, I, I thought it was, <laughs> I just got interrupted by something here. Um, I, th- I thought it was good. I think the fans need to feel that, that warmth and motivation from him. And for him getting, being so excited, that excites the fans. And it just, it just puts in more of a, of a motivational type of feel for the players and the fans all involved. I think it was, I think it was good. I don't think it was immature or premature. I, I just think they were so excited that they beat a really good team, and they, and they did it with such finesse, and they played so well that he just, he just got really excited, and I thought it was great for the fans. Well, it, it certainly is. In pro football, it's a long season. And I remember one time, you know, early in my career, I think it was my rookie year, and I was trying to get pumped up for a game. And, and, and one of our backup quarterbacks, Joe Pissarsic, you know, said to me, hey, you know, this is, this is pro football. We, we, we don't do that, you know. And, and I saw a college atmosphere and excitement and a passion for the game from the Atlanta Falcons, from the Rams, and from the Arizona Cardinals, from their coaches, and from the teams. I mean, they were jumping all on top of right. each other. And all they did motivates the team and motivates the fans and motivates everybody, motivates people to buy more hot dogs. Well, I, I think what happens is, you know, there is, there is again, there's, the pro, there's pro football and there's college football. And I think what separates the two of them many times is the fact that many times pro football has looked at as a business, and, and everybody tries to go about their yeah, but business. It is a business. Yeah, but the thing about it is sometimes so that, em- that emotion and that passion is taken away from it. Like like Leonard Davis after the, the Cowboys scored, Leonard ran down, grabbed the ball, spiked the ball, and he got charged with an unsportsmanlike penalty of which, you know, had enough. You know, had some yeah, effect but you gotta remember, the... Leonard Davis played for the Cardinals for a couple exactly. years, and they were losers. Exactly. And now he lost again against the team that he wanted to get away from because they're all losers. Yeah, I, but he I was showing. But he was showing some him. of that. But he was showing some of that emotion, and and I'm just care saying. About that emotion. Well, here's the, here's the lost. point that I'm making. You know, he stand up and be a man, Leonard. Yeah, but that okay. So Wiz is running around like he's a little kid. It was a game. They it's won. one game. It's one game. They won. I bet if the, I bet if the Cowboys would have won that game, they would have been doing the same exact thing. There's no way in the world the Cowboys would. But Wade Phillips have been running. Come on, don't give Wait, me that. There's no way. Hey, I, used to go to the Wade Phillips. I used to go to the Cardinals games when the Cowboys would play or the Eagles or anybody else, and there were more fans with the opposite team's colors than the Redbirds. Well, I mean, exactly. So, so, the, so the Cardinals are not accustomed to winning, and this is what I'm saying. They've got to become accustomed to yeah, winning. They haven't been accustomed for winning since 1948. Well, they got to start becoming accustomed to it. And they've got to take this guys as one game. It's not we're not we're four and two. We're ahead of the division. We're in first place. But this is just one game. And if you think this is more than one game, then you're fooling yourselves. And that's the only thing I want. Uh, I want them to take it in perspective. One game that that they proved to themselves 
to themselves, to the players, that they are a good football team. They are somebody to be reckoned with. Well, I and think this is... Like you said, everybody, even me, and I'll say it, I downed the Cardinals. I said this is going to be another terrible year because I've been through so many terrible years that I can't be motivated and positive with that team. Now, after I saw that game, and I'm speaking for all the fans out there, especially in Arizona, they're feeling the same way that I am. They now are going to do something. They now have set the tone of what's going to happen with them in the NFL, and I, I, I can basically guarantee you they'll be in the playoffs somewhere. They're going to well, be in. Well, I think they'll be in the playoffs too. I think Arizona should wake up. It was a defining moment, but I also want the coach to understand that they enjoy that moment. You know, let's get your team back together. Let's put it in perspective. It was a conference win. It wasn't a division, but it was within the conference. It does help you. But, okay, guys, enjoy that moment. Now it's over with. Now let's get right, ready right. for I our next opponent. you in 1983 jumping around. Yeah, well, you know what? And you I know what I did? the Cowboys. I saw you jumping around. And, like and you know what? But we had to put it into perspective. Okay. It was just a win <laughs> because you know what happens? You got another <laughs> opponent, and then you, then you turn around the next week, and you get killed. And well, you're like, wait a second. They get killed next week. They got a bye week. Yeah, but the next time they play, oh. we got killed the next week. We didn't have a bye. And it's like because you get so caught up in the emotion of that game, and, and, and the Cowboys have done a good snow job across the country of making everybody think this is America's team, and so when you beat them, you beat America. No, they're but just the Dallas Cowboys. America's team? Why are they America's team? Because... Well, I mean, you know what? The, the Eagles should be America's team, or the Giants, or the Bears, or, or the Browns. They've been around for a long time, or the Steelers, you know? Well, they have dubbed themselves America's team, and they're doing, you know, a pretty good job of fooling everybody to think that they are America's team. Well, you but know, it's almost like intimidating with them when they come into a stadium where Dallas is going to play another team, whether it be the, the, the you know the Cardinals or the Eagles or whoever. They, it's almost this intimidation thing that we have to go, we have to go, we have to go fight against America's team. Well, we beat America's team. If that's the case, the Arizona Cardinals, we did beat America's team. But, but I'm America's fan. Yeah, well, you know, I, I want to say one thing, too. You know, I told you how rough this football game is getting. Here you block a kick and you break the guy. You, you block a punt and you break his leg, break his foot. Yeah, I thought they wow. were going to call him for roughing the, pa- roughing the kicker. You can't. Hit, when you looked at it real close, he hit the ball. Yeah, and you it, can't and call him for that. coming off his foot, he hit the ball and then broke, his, and broke the guy's foot. Well, I, I don't know how his foot got broken, but, you know, this is a, this is a dangerous, violent football game. In fact, there's, game. There, there's an article done. There's an article in ESPN, the magazine, and it, and it talks about the sport, and it talks about how terrible tackling is nowadays in the game. There's a lot, 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 a lot of lousy tackling. Well, when you got wide receivers that are 6'4", 230, you know, and you got linebackers coming in, and they're running 4'4s four and 4'3s, and they're coming at you full speed. You know, you know, I'm talking about the block now, not necessarily linebacker tackling. But if a linebacker picks up a ball and you got to try to tackle that linebacker, you know, or wide receiver, now you got. I mean, did you see Brandon Jacobs last night run over the kid from the Browns on the goal line? Yeah, ran right. I right mean, that guy's yeah. like 265 pounds. Uh, well, who's uh, Pete? Pete, uh, who Pete, Pete Johnson. No, no, Pete. Uh, Pete, uh, what's his name? He played for the Cardinals. Now he's playing with Washington, the, guard, the offensive tackle. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, you, Pete you got Kinnard, that Pete Kinnard, I can't think of his last name now. He picked up the ball on a fumble, and they hit him. He's like 300 pounds. He picks up the ball and starts running, and he should have fell on the ball, but he didn't do it. And then um, I think I, I'm pretty sure it was the Redskins. They came over and just, uh, you know, it, it was in the right. It was St. Louis. Yeah, it was. It was a St. Louis uh, defensive end that came in and 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 picked it, hit him, and they picked up the ball and went in for a touchdown. Well, it, it, it is. It's becoming more and more of a violent game. You're seeing these yeah, injuries. People pounds. getting. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, now running back. 
impacts are getting bigger, you know, and you come in, you know, I, I, if you're a kicker, <laughs> you're a kicker, you know, you're going to punt the kicker. ball. You got all these people running at you. You know, if you're a kicker and you're trying to tackle somebody running at you who's big and fast, you know, if you're a wide receiver, I mean, if you're a defensive back and you got a big running back coming at you, man, I mean, it's kind of scary. They should put a, uh, like a, a, a little cam, like a, like a kick cam on his helmet so you can see what he's seeing as they're coming after you. Well, I don't cool. know if you know what I, like I don't know if I, I don't you know what I don't know if I want to put it on his helmet. What I might want to do is I might want to put it on the receiver's helmet or the running back's helmet, so I could see the face of the defensive back when they got this Mack truck coming at them and yeah, they got to try cool. to stop it. I mean, I like to see what their eyes look like because I, you know, again, well, you already I know what their eyes look like. You already, you've already done it. But for me, I've never done it. I love to see that 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 scary. That well, scary we, you know, we always say, fam, you can <laughs> tell, you can tell when somebody closes their eyes because they just whiff. I mean, they just they just grab air. You know, yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, it's like, okay, I got to do this. Let me close my eyes, screech up, and I'm gonna try to make a tackle. But you can always tell when somebody closes their eyes. But you know, I. Hey, it's it's a it's a physical football game. It's a lot of fun. You're seeing big, fast men out there, you know, doing the best they can, creating some of the most athletic moves you ever see with all this equipment on. But man, is it scary when you see how some of these guys are coming at these defensive backs, small men. Defensive backs aren't all big men. They're not all the size of Adrian Wilson. Some of them are small people who are like maybe five nine, five ten, five eleven, and weigh like one eighty. You mm-hmm. know, to the average person, that seems like a lot. But not when a wide receiver is 6'4", and he weighs 230 or 220, yeah. you know. Yeah. And a running back is 6'2", and he weighs 265, you know. Oh, man, that, that, that's a lot. But listen, we got some games coming up this weekend, too. We got a lot of good football games coming up this weekend. And, you know, we got some time. So, you know, I'll I tell you what, when we look at these games that are coming up this weekend, and, again, now we're into, you know, the time of the year when you start thinking about playoffs, you know, believe it or not playoffs because some teams end up you know nine and seven and they might make the playoffs so this is going into the the seventh week of the season you know and you look at some of the conferences and we always talk about the nfc east i mean that's you know that's the conference that that everybody talks about you know but you know the nfc east you know it's it's so many good teams and i think there are good teams but when you look at the the nfc north you know that was a that was a division of which, you know, you know, everybody thought the Minnesota Vikings were going to lose, I mean, win that division. And then when the season started, every, everybody thought, oh, you know, the Minnesota Vikings are in trouble. But the Minnesota Vikings are now 3-3 three and three with the Bears and the Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings could possibly win that they, division. They could possibly win that. They, they barely just beat the, uh, the lowly Lions 12-10. It doesn't make a difference know, how you win. Game, you just want to win. I mean, that's, you, you know, you've said that before. But a win, as 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 a Al Davis said, a win is a win. That's it doesn't exactly, matter if you win by a point or twenty points. That's exactly right. And so the Minnesota Vikings, believe it or not, are still in the thick of things because uh, Green Bay Packers. I don't know about the Green Bay Packers and the Bears. The Bears again, they the heartbreaking loss that the Bears just took. So I think the Minnesota Vikings, ah, uh, they may they could come out with a win there. Man, this time anyway, is going so fast, man, man. We got music again. Oh, I don't know. Fifteen minutes goes by like that. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co host in the world. Man, man. We'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. 
Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. I almost want to sing, but I'm not going to do that. But I am going to let you know you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man, and please don't sing. Don't <laughs> sing, Ray. Okay, I won't you're sing. You're terrible. But... You might think you're great in the shower, but you're not hey, good. Man. Hey, you're man. Hey, man, you know what about me in the shower? Watch that you're thing, not a man. Dude. Hey, hey, okay, let me, just, let me just break this down. I what? want to talk to you about, what? you know, what's happening in the National Football League. You know, I, and we talked about this earlier. I think this is probably one of the best football seasons that has been around for a long time because it is so competitive. The last couple of years, we've always had a couple of teams that have gone deep into the year. Those couple of teams have been the Indianapolis Colts and the New England Patriots have gone deep into the year into possibly going undefeated. I think almost up into the eighth or ninth or tenth game. If you remember, that, that happened last year with both of them. Yeah, yeah, but if, fact, and they had to play the each other. They were 15, 16 and 0. Right. And they lost the Super Bowl. But now, this is, it, it's a competitive across the entire board. As a well, matter you know, of fact, that's, that's the Tennessee the fans, Titans. Because you never know who's going to win now. Exactly. And yeah, that's I mean, what I'm Before it was, oh, God, why well, even watch the game? That's I right. I think the NFL has probably set this rule in motion to make sure that it's kind of like even keeled and the better team wins, but the better team team's not going to be undefeated, you know, 10, 10 zip. Who wants to watch the game? Well, the NFL, I'm not going to give the league credit for doing oh, that. I'm, I'm going to give the players the credit do for doing that, that for fighting it. fighting for free agency because it, now it's parity because, you know, you can make, you can improve your team through the draft. You can improve your team, you know, through free agency well, you know, and you all know those who really things. really did that? It was the Cowboys, and look at that mess they're in. Yeah. yeah well, Tony I, Roma with his broken finger. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones and his drunken, disorderly charge beating up the hotel room. I mean, give it up. Yeah, give it up. 
Well, well listen, and, I want to have that football. The other one, the <laughs> kicker with his broken foot. I mean, they're they're. What's going to happen to them next week? Hey, well, fan man, I'm glad Dude. you're up on those Dallas Cowboys, and you're you're just hating on them right now. But across, the, as I said, across the entire league, you know, there's there's mm-hmm. just you know parity and and teams that you know are in it yeah, and a playoff run right now. Pass the parity and get better, have better players, and to be the, at the top so they could just whip people as they come down down the road. And that's not that's not happening right now. Well, I, I think we got a, a guest on the line with us, someone who always joins us. We've got the host of uh, Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports. I think we got Eric Butts with us. Eric, are you there? I am here. What's up, Ray and hey. Fan Man? Hey, How Mr. are you guys Butts. today? How you doing, Mr. Butts? Very good. I know you're doing well too, Fan Man. Now that the Phils are up three to one. You know, over I, hey, 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 Butts. I was watching that game last night, going back and forth between the, the Cleveland game and the Phillies. Sure. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat with the Phillies. I mean, well, it was fabulous. I got to give the other half of Butts and Butts credit for that because when we picked up Matt Stairs, I said we should have got Kotze, who went out to uh, the Red Sox, uh, and yeah. my brother said if you want someone who's going to come off the bench and have the ability to hit a home run, you want Matt Stairs. And I had to bow to him last night because I, you know, as soon as Matt Stairs came up, I said, I texted him, here's what you said you wanted him for. Two pitches later, the ball was out of the ball. Yeah, that's a, that yeah, was a that monster was a home run. You know, I think the Phillies are going to take it. And the Dodgers are acting like babies with this throwing the ball at the guy. Said that they sure. the guy. I mean, what was that all about? I'm saying, uh, like, will you grow up, man, that man, what's his name, Manny Rodriguez or Manny, Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez. He's a big mouth. Shut up. And the hey, guy Manny didn't throw the ball. One of the, best, one of the best character guys you'll see in baseball in Victorino. So. Yeah, Victorino, there's a big stink in L.A. because the L.A. Dodgers dumped him and he went down to San Diego. San Diego, yeah, we again. got him off of San Diego right. uh, for, for a bag of balls. So. Right, and that's what the big stink <laughs> is about. Yep. Hey, well, he showed him what his worth, his true worth was, and and I'm I'm happy too, man. The field to see them winning like they are, and I think they're gonna go the whole distance. I think they can do it, man. And finally, we'll get another World Series championship well, there. You know, hey, Ray, you know what? I went to the 1980 World Series championship in Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, I free, I got tickets when I worked at a newspaper there, and I won't mention their name because I'm not gonna promote anybody, but. Um, I went to the game. It was great. And it's been a long, long time for the Phillies fans. Of course, I grew up with the Johnny Callison era, you know. That's well, I'll tell you what, I was, I I was there. I remember 93 like it was yesterday, and yeah. I can't wait to have those feelings of Mitch Williams washed away forever. Yeah, I remember sure. that. I forgot all about him. You know I'm what I really do? I was telling my girlfriend last night about Gene Mock in 1964 when they were 10.5 games up. Sure, and they and, blew one of the biggest leads in uh, baseball history. So. Yeah, they, they blew it. It was absolutely I, – I hope they come around and they get into, they get into the world. Well, Mitch Williams hopefully is going to be on the Butts and Butts show after the season is over. Really? Uh, we, we met Mitch, and he said he'd love to be on our fantasy show. Is he living show. in an island someplace? I mean, I know the fans are still after him. <laughs> no, he works in Philly again. He's on Comcast in Philly now. Really? He's loved. He's loved again and selling hot sauce for a living. He's selling hey, hot sauce. Shout out to Mitch. <laughs> shout out to Mitch, man. Or salsa. I'm sorry, salsa. Hey, shout oh, out to him, man. Hey, I know for a while there, you know, his presence was not seen anywhere within the city limits. Of hey, the he moved out to a ranch in Texas and said even in Texas, he got more death threats than any other male for about three years right, after the World Series. Right. If he would have stayed in Philadelphia, he would have been. He was a dead man. You know how yes, crazy yes. those fans are. 
Hey, but you know what? That 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 could have been, you know, you know, think about other places where things like that have happened. You got to you got to embrace those athletes and you can't, you know, it, they probably would have never been. And I remember the one reason why the Phillies were in a position was because of Mitch. Mitch There's no doubt sure. about it. You know? And he was the wild thing. It's That's not like exactly right. It's not expect him to maybe give up. Uh, you know, a big home run in the wrong in the wrong place. So. Hey guys, listen, we got to move on a little quickly yeah, here yeah, because sure. I, I want you to talk a little bit. Tell us a little bit about fantasy stuff, man. What's going on here? We got about two, three, four minutes of closing, and uh, so Eric, shoot a little bit. Talk, talk to me All about right, no it. problem. Last week, a couple of people finally stepped up. Uh, you're seeing guys like Matt Schaub, who came back from a virus and uh, wouldn't even have been the starter if Sage Rosenfels wouldn't have screwed up so bad. But he came back with 379 yards and threw 178 of them to Andre Johnson. So that Houston combo were, were heavily drafted, highly drafted guys that are finally starting to come through. Uh, Tony Romo had a huge week with 321 yards and three touchdowns. Luckily, he added to it for me, a Philly fan, a broken finger. So he's out for four weeks, and I think if you're looking for a quarterback to fill in a gap, Brad Johnson, although he's old, he can put up numbers. So if you have a bye week and you need someone, think about Brad Johnson at least for the next few weeks. Besides that, uh, running backs that did well, Maurice Jones had his first big game of the year with 125 yards, two touchdowns, one of them a 46-yard run that uh, another guy that we've been waiting for who was drafted pretty high. Hey, what about the old man, Warwick Dunn? He had a good game, too, didn't he? Warwick like Dunn had a good game, 115 yards, yards for yeah. Warwick Dunn. He's a guy who I like. It's just so hit or miss with Warwick that you really have to get lucky in your timing of him. One guy who I'm wondering about, LaDainian Tomlinson, seems to have just dropped off. Another uh, another week where they did well and he was under 100 yards. Yeah, 74 to be exact. 74 yards, correct, where I'm really looking at I'm listening to Hodge. I'm starting to agree with Hodge with his Darren Sproles. I'm not as, I'm not as into him as Hodge is. I think Hodge wants to date him. But uh, <laughs> Sproles, when he gets that ball in his hand, the way Hodge calls him is shifty, and that's what he yeah. is. He's like, you know, he, he's a guy who's like the human joystick where he moves where he wants to move, and, uh, you know, he can really get away from people. And once he does, he's got some speed so wow. i say if you got a roster spot hang on to sproles i think by the end of the year he's going to get in there full time and put up huge numbers well hey, let me ask you in terms of receivers man there, there are a couple guys who had some uh, pretty good numbers receiving this week sure. too, right reggie wayne had a big week marvin harrison came back with two touchdowns he had his first two touchdown game since december of 2006 and uh, bernard barrian finally came through big for minnesota with 131 yards and a nice long touchdown yeah, and, 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 and the old man, Steve Smith, didn't have a bad game either. Steve was Steve over 100 Smith yards. did not have a bad game, 112 yards. So he went over the century mark. Uh, a running back went over the century mark. Marion Barber finished with 128 receiving yards. That's that Only leadership I talked rushing, about. But 128 receiving yards that, for Dallas. That, that's that. Diego's Vincent Jackson had 134. 134. I, you know what? He Amazing. got a lot of, uh, of extra action uh, because Chambers was hurt with an ankle injury. Hey, so hey. I, I, I don't expect to see that from Jackson every week, but he's a big strong receiver that you know Phillips has got to like to have that kind of target out there and hey, let me throw a name out there to you probably picked up on because I think you said something about him last week because of the fact that uh you know we had a guy that was going to be down Anquan. yeah because Anquan was going to be out and then Breston he delivered for you didn't he I liked him even before Bolden went out just uh, because you did he was say the that. guy to me that could be that stud third receiver in the league and I think that so many people focus on Fitzgerald and Bolden that he's the kind of guy that is going to get open and going to get touchdowns, especially uh, in the yeah, I, 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 Eric, I agree with you. I think he, uh, he's a great receiver, Preston. 
I agree. Yeah, he, you know, I would you say. You know who else did really good last night just to say? Cleveland. Um, Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards looked good. Look good. 154 yards. His first time he even sniffed 100 yards this year. He, yeah. I think his highest week was like 40 yards prior to last night. So. Wow. Hey, man. Hey, you guys take it easy on those Browns, man. You know I love those Browns. And you know I- what? <laughs> I got to admit, I'm only seeing the stats because I was so locked into the Phillies last night that, uh, you know, I-, I followed up this morning to see what everybody did, but I forgot that the Browns and the Giants were playing because I was well, just you so miss, you, you, miss, hey, you missed a very good football game. Hey, guys, you missed the show, too, if you didn't tune in because we got to go. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Bam, bam. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brownies. That's what it's all about. You can take me for granted and smile. I count for days. I'm gone. Forget reaching myself. Because I promise I'll be gone for forever.